Welcome to decaf on this sunny Thursday morning. Mark, you have a sunshine on your cup. Let me see it. Oh, I do. Yeah, hold up. There's a lot of coffee. This is how I am going to get my. Oh, cute. The cold beach. There's the other. There's the sun. Yes. That's so cute. A after I spilled soda on my um, laptop, I'm being extra careful. So. Yeah, I need you to. I need you to do that. Mark was without a laptop for like a week, and it made my life a little difficult. Made his life really difficult. Just yes, it was. Not, yeah, I realized that my computer from like ten years ago doesn't work super well for work stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was chaotic to say the least. Um, but we have good news this week. Uh, last week was the week of Mark not having a computer. This week is good news. We have a new report out this week that got a lot of media coverage because the findings were. Um, Interesting to say the least. So Ron and Jason have been working for a really long time on this report about education spending and how the spending isn't really, in Tennessee at least, education spending uh, could look better. The numbers aren't great. Um, one of the numbers said that 53% of the money that's spent on education makes it, only 53% makes it into the classroom. That's 7% lower than the national average. So uh, that's not good. Mark, what were some of the other things that came out of this report? And overall, how was it received by the public? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some of the, the important things were how bad Tennessee is compared to the national average, right? So only 53% of our money goes into the classroom. Um, which the average for the U.S. is 60%. So, I mean, we're saying it's not even about the total amount. Of, this this amount of money, it's unacceptable that that little goes into the classroom. Yeah. And you want to hear all the people, I mean, especially on the left side, oh, we need to invest more in schools. It, it's way, you know, we're way underfunding schools. It's like, we don't even know. I mean, we are underfunding schools because the amount of money that we like pay in taxes isn't actually going to the school. It's going to administration, superintendents, vice principals. Um, so that's that was issue number one. On this thing, but the other issue is that people really don't understand how much money is on education. Yeah. If you ask people how much we put in there, I think they said it's about twenty five hundred is what they think we spend per student. We spend eleven thousand five hundred dollars per student. But the yeah, question is, saying. where's the money going? Mm -hmm. And we can't. This is like you can't demand that we just throw more money at something that is not working right now. Like you need to fix the way that the money is being spent, and you'll get more bang for your buck. And then you can have a discussion about the funding. Yeah, but until then, it's hard to when no money's in the classroom and you're paying superintendents and administrative. So in the past, I think it was since 2012, uh, with inflation, the teacher salary has actually gone down 1.5 percent, but the uh, superintendent salary has gone up over 8 percent. So like Wait, we have I this, missed that. that. Oh yeah, yeah. So teachers actually have, if you include inflations, they they make less now than they did in 2012. But superintendents are making 8 percent more, and we keep spending more and more money on education. But a smaller percentage is going to the classroom because of all these administration. Which I mean, for us, that's bureaucracy, right? It's not it's not something that's actually helping the children learn. I mean, the, one of the findings I just pulled it up on my phone so I could read it while we were on this. One of the findings says Tennessee taxpayer investment in K-12 education has grown now sits at $11 billion, but the money is not being spent on the actual students. $11 billion. And we talk about failures in education and um, shortcomings in how our children are being educated. $11 billion should result in um, no shortcomings. And yeah. yet here we are. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's not even a, I think it's easy for us to blame government because government's not efficient in anything. But like we're even behind other governments. So it's not just like, I mean, we're 7% below the national average. And we're talking about 7%. You're talking about like $800 million. I mean, this is not a small amount that's not making the classroom that even in an average state would be. So this is not even just about, you know, the government doesn't do things well. We already know that. It's like our government is doing things 
much, much worse than other state governments where more of the money is actually going to the classroom. And that yeah. includes the classroom that involves teacher pay. So yes. it's like you're paying for buildings. And these are one of the, you know, one of the main arguments for school choice. If you spend, you know, if you put that out of the $11,000 spent, if you put that to a private school or something without the overhead and like, oh. it will go much, much farther. Yes. I mean, I, I like to think like, what could I do with $11 billion? Like, I feel like in a private school environment where you're not reined in by red tape and things like that. I've talked to a lot of teachers. And buildings and upkeep and, and like, yeah, yeah, like unions. And it's all these things that, that make things more expensive. And it's, I mean, it's $11,400 per student. That is a lot of money. That's how much each student gets. A lot of but, money. But you're not seeing those results. You're not seeing it come in the classroom. So it was really just a great report because we're not actually, you know, suggesting anything other than, hey, this is not going well. You should stop paying administrators so much. You should put more of the money towards the classroom. That's basically it. It's not even a, a school choice. And the media has, has had a very good reception. So I think a lot of them don't realize how little is making into the, the classroom and how much we're spending on administration and vice principals and how we keep growing the administrative state while we're not focusing on, on the reason that we're spending these tax dollars, which is to educate children. It's true. It's true. You speak only the truth. Well, if you want to read it, it's there. Well, you speak only the truth in, in this there. situation. I need to like reel that in. Um, if you want to read it, it's on our website. It's on the header. You can just click right on it. It's really interesting. Super short, super sweet. Just the bare bones facts, but uh, it's worth knowing, especially if you have children that are being educated in Tennessee in the public school system. Or Even if you don't, it's a lot of money, so you should want it to be spent well. Yeah, if, if our money is going into it, I want to know where it's being spent and know that it's uh, being spent efficiently, and it's not. Um, we talked about this also on a very special interview that you did yesterday in our office with... Senator Marsha Blackburn came in. It was huge. That was really awesome to have he her... Our office too. It wasn't even a Zoom. That was the first, I think, in-person one we've done since Carrie Bringle. Yes, it is. It was a little stressful for yours truly, who has to haul all the equipment in and out in her high heels in the heat. But and nobody asked her to wear high heels, but that, that was something she chose to do. Listen, we all know if there's one thing we know about Taylor Dawson is that she does not believe in flats. And so <laughs> I only wear high heels. Anyway, I digress. Um, the interview was incredible. She uh, had a lot of really funny things to say. I did not know that she liked Goo Goo Clusters so much. I need to give them another chance because fun fact, I do not like them, but I will give them another chance now that I know. Um, but she touched on, we talked about our education report. We talked about vaccinations. We talked about big tech. She touched on a lot of different things. Mark, what do you think was your most favorite part of the interview? Well, this is a weird thing, but we asked her, and I mean, I'm going to give a little bit away, but we asked her who she liked better as the national mayor, Carl Dean or Phil Bredesen, and Phil Bredesen was her opponent. And it, was, it kind of got to be a nasty campaign for the Senate. And in a snap, she said she liked Phil Bredesen better. So I'm guessing, I mean, that's just interesting because I guess there's probably no bad blood there if she's, you know, saying, I mean, and, and I mean, he was a, a fine mayor. I don't think really anybody doubts that, but sometimes when you have an opponent, it's, it gets to be kind of a, a nasty race. You, you don't expect him to say that. So I thought that was a good takeaway. Um, I was interested. I mean, uh, I was interested in kind of what she said about the vaccines. I thought that her answer on vaccines was a really good one, which I haven't seen a lot of politicians say, which yeah, is kind of reasonable. like, hey, I've got him one. You should like, you basically should get one unless there's a reason not to, but I don't think the government should force it on you. Like it's something that you have the choice to do, but it, it, I, I think it was a very sensible approach. And it was, uh, it was just good to hear that. Cause I think sometimes 
there's politicians on the right who who are maybe even scared to talk about like that they're vaccinated or to get vaccines. Mm-hmm. But then there's but then you have these people who want to force on everyone. So it was really a good middle ground, I thought. And she, I think she did a good job kind of talking about that. We don't agree with her on all the policies and we never really challenge her because I mean that overcaffeinated is kind of a I don't want to say software. Right. We're trying to find more about that. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a hard-hitting interview. Um, but it was interesting, her, her, her takeaway for tech, and I think that would have been a, a, an interesting debate if we if her and Justin would have, because they don't agree on that topic, kept going. But I thought she was well-spoken. I mean, she's, you know, she knows she knows her policies. Even if we don't agree, she knows her policies back and forth and was very well-prepared. Yeah, she's she's a good representative in, in the Senate of someone who is able to talk about a wide range of things and do it diplomatically. So it was really fun to have her um, in our office. She and Justin have known each other for 18 years. Yeah, I know it was weird when she, when she hugged him. Like, I, didn't, I didn't even know they knew each other. And no. like, yeah, she wanted to hug him. Like, oh, wow, okay. I guess and they came they, in and went straight for the hug. She was like, yeah. I know that this is my friend. Like, that was wild. So um, it was really great to have her in the office. That interview will come out tomorrow. And uh, it'll be all over our social media because we're really excited about it. I took a bajillion photos. And, and, so, and honestly, she came and talked to us for 40 minutes. I mean, she took some time out of her day to talk to us, which is a nice thing. I mean, when you're a U.S. senator, you don't have a lot of time. Right. So her, like, no matter what, her coming to take 40 minutes is great. And, and um, just to everyone out there, we uh, part of the overcaffeine idea is that we want to interview everyone. So we, we have had a lot more Republican politicians on than Democrats. Um, but we've asked, uh, only, we can only go with the people who say yes to us. So we've asked like a couple of liberal. And I mean, shout out to David Plazas and Holly McCall. There's two yeah. people we've had on kind of from the left. Um, but, but it is, I, I do think we kind of end up with more right-leaning celebrities and politicians, but that's because the, the left-leaning ones say no. So there's nothing we can right. do. But we do ask, you got to shoot yeah, your shot do. and we do, Absolutely. we definitely do. And if you are a left-leaning person with some, you know, with some, uh, followers behind you, contact us. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Um, another thing that we talked about on the show with Senator Blackburn and Justin specifically was college football. It is about to start, which we all know that means it's like my happiest time of the year, nine days until Alabama football kicks off against Miami. I am so excited. I have been studying our depth chart, doing all the things that most 29-year-old women do (laughs) not do. Um, I have been doing that. And only 29 for a little bit longer because otherwise we're going to say 30. It's going to be a whole, a whole tougher discussion. <laughs> it's going to be really difficult the week that I turn 30 because I know Mark is going to make fun of me. I only have two weeks left of my 20s. I got to make the most of it. Um, so I am thrilled that college football is starting. Things have been wild in this offseason with more teams trying to join the SEC, um, the alliance that was announced this week, which is like the weirdest thing I've ever heard, the alliance between what was it, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12? Yeah, was that, yeah. yeah, like what in the world is going on with that? Um, I think that this is going to be an interesting season of shakeups because of that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, Mark, do you have any big predictions? I mean, we know my prediction is Ty takes it all. It always oh, yeah, and that, yeah, and, and most people's prediction this year. I mean, they're number one by a mile. So it does start Saturday. I mean, I have my um, I, I have my prediction. That I do think Cincinnati ends up in the playoff this year uh, for the first time. I and mean, we talked about them last year. They're I hope so. People back. I mean, the thing is, they're starting the season at number eight. So instead of starting unranked, they're starting high enough. Because I mean, they brought back their entire team basically from an undefeated team last year. Yes. Um, so I think they they I think they sneak into the playoffs. Of course, they have to stay undefeated. Um, I think my other surprise one is who wins the Big Twelve. Everyone's picking Oklahoma. I think Iowa State is going to be the Big Twelve representative in the playoff. I don't think it's going to be Oklahoma like people think. Really? Um, 
Three just fun teams to watch out for is uh, Louisiana Lafayette. They're bringing back uh, 21 starters from a team with one loss last year. Coastal Carolina, who's also in the Sun Belt. It's the first team the Sun Belt's the first time the Sun Belt's ever had a ranked team, and they have two ranked teams at 22 and 23. And then San Jose State's a fun story. They're not right, but they have Nick Stark, who's the former Mississippi State and Arkansas quarterback who set all these records last year. But they're a seven and one team that brought almost all their guys back. So there's some fun, like mid-major type teams to watch who, if they are able to get in the playoff, or even not a playoff, but you know, a New Year's Day game against the big, a big powerhouse, they would have a chance of winning that. Yeah, that would be huge. Uh we we still they haven't put me and Mark in charge yet. So we don't have an expanded playoff quite to I think next year is the year, but also another, I think you'll like this one. I'm not sure. This is a big bold prediction. I bet that Clemson does not make the playoff this year and does not win the ACC. I think North Carolina has a shot to knock them off. They're the best, maybe best quarterback in the whole country in Sam Howell. And I think that Clemson is good, but they were exposed a bit last year in, in the championship game there. And I'm not sure they make the playoff. I'm going to add that to my prayer list because, you know, yeah. I, do not like, I do not like Clemson. Um, I love Dabo, though. Oh, he's an Alabama boy. I have to I have to like really just just prepare my heart to cheer against Dabo every time because I really do love him. But um, yes, it's think, interesting, too, because I think I don't think anybody really knows what the Georgia, you know, Georgia and Alabama are kind of the top two. But no. people think Georgia, this could be the year that they finally overtake Alabama. I would, I don't know, <laughs> you're going to give me an anxiety attack. I have so many friends who are Georgia fans and they, they have been running their mouths for so many years. And all I can do is put my smug look on my face and just say, we'll see, or hmm, check the scoreboard. And if Georgia beats us, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be, it's going to be a really dark day. Like you probably won't see me for a few weeks. I will be in mourning. Um, you'll know how good they are because they play Clemson week two. So like you'll, you'll tell very quickly how good Georgia is. So what I want is for Clemson to beat Georgia and then ultimately lose the ACC to North Carolina. North Carolina. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. That's my plan. That's, that's what I'll be putting on my, whoa, I dropped my pen, putting on my prayer list. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, Mark, what are you most excited about outside of the actual matchups? What's your favorite thing about football season? Like, what are you most excited for? Because last week, you and me and your friend were talking about doing some game days all together, watching some football. I love a day of drinking Bud Light and eating nachos and just watching all the games. Like, that's kind of my favorite thing ever. Waking up the next day feeling terrible, but also feeling good because Bama was victorious like I, I love that what is what are you looking forward to see I always I always really like uh, I mean I like that waking up at 10 you're like oh there's an hour till the game start you know go get your coffee do that and I'm like so I don't drink beer kind of usually that, that I, I switch over from coffee to beer at maybe like two uh so, yeah. so I'm a little bit yeah and, and then I go for it but I mean I always really like my favorite thing is I kind of like the first, you know, three to four weeks of the college football season, because that's when we're not really sure who's good yet. And you always get that one because like these are the matchups too. usually the best teams are not playing the best teams they are playing all these mid majors. So you're just kind of watching. You'll be like, oh, yeah, we're whatever. We're hanging out. And you're like, oh. Um, Middle Tennessee State's beating Ohio State at halftime. It's like, and usually they don't end up happening, but every once in a while they do, right? Like, it's like those fun things. Like, wait, I'm sorry, Navy is beating Michigan. Like, I, I don't like, but like, those are the fun. Those are the fun things. Alabama has some early season struggles sometimes. Where like yeah. they're like, oh, they're only up by three against you know. I, I remember a couple of years ago it was um, maybe Texas A and M at halftime. You're like, oh wow. Um, but it's it's cool to see those where these where the real upsets can happen when you're in the conference season. Like you usually know Nebraska is not going to beat Ohio State. And, and things like that. But like, this is a cool area where like there's these teams that you don't hear a lot about 
Yeah. And, and and the first one, the, the, the first big upset's going to happen is a, if you bet, by the way, Taylor, this is your bet. It's a 17-point underdog. I think San Jose State beats USC outright as a 17-point okay. underdog. So if you want a good one, I think it's like plus 900. I know I deleted DraftKings because I was just doing, I was doing too much. And so I deleted DraftKings, but I'm going to get it back for football season because I love betting. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if you bet like $5, you get just fun, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, Alabama plays Mercer on my 30th birthday and oh God, uh, <laughs> I know, but it's still going to be fun. My sister and my future brother-in-law will be in town. So we'll like watch the games together. And then we're planning my sister's bachelorette party on the day when Alabama plays who are we playing? I don't know. It's October 15th. I know Auburn plays Mississippi State, but oh, Alabama's playing Mississippi State. Auburn's playing Arkansas. And so we're going to have like a big game day party at her bachelorette party. I just really love just the game day itself. I've always loved game day itself. And you like early in the season. I prefer later in the season. I like when it's kind of getting down to crunch time, when it's cold outside. Because Alabama's always in it, though. Like if Alabama wasn't good, you wouldn't feel that way. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I cheer for Notre Dame because my dad was a big Notre Dame fan, but Ultimately, I'm just a fan of college football. I like to see the upsets. So it's not like I want Notre Dame to do well. Like I cheer for them, but I like the early season because like you don't know what's going to happen. Also, I'm done with like Alabama's garbage schedule. I'm like looking, they're non-conference Mercer and Southern Miss. Like what a joke. Roll Tad. I mean, you just play teams. That are just all, and Miami's interesting. And that's your first game of the year is Miami. And it's interesting only because they have like a Heisman caliber quarterback mm-hmm. who like, I, they're probably not good, but there's one guy who might be hard to stop. I mean, we'll see what Usually happens. Usually not enough for you to but like it might be at least a little bit enter because that's what you want Alabama's like. If they're in a game, it's entertaining for other people. Because everyone, everyone cheers against Alabama except for Alabama. <laughs> right. That's kind of like you kind of have the Notre Dame, Alabama, I think Ohio State, where like only their fans cheer for them. Everyone else cheers against. Oh yeah. I will go I think, to my I think grave. Clemson maybe at this point too. I will go to my grave cheering against Auburn and Ohio State. Oh like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's God. <laughs> I actually, um, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, but I was talking to some friends the other day and they were like, you know, Taylor, you're turning 30 soon. You should probably uh, settle down with the fella. And, and some guy walked by and he was objectively cute and he had an Auburn hat on. And my friend said, what about that one? I said, I would rather be single for the rest of my life than settle down with a barner. And they said that I was full of it, but you, you might need, you might need to reevaluate your life decisions oh. if that's what you're drawing the line at. You don't understand. I thought you would. You get act it. like Auburn is a Taliban. It's not quite that. I don't think it needs to be quite that strong. Please Taliban, don't compare. Them. I'm going to stop you off right now. <laughs> Just like right, barely underneath. No, I, and I also love, and this this really is the last thing I'll say. I also love that during football season, this podcast turns into sports talk with Mark and Taylor instead of policy talk i mean that's it's just what we do it's who we are yeah and that's and that's that's why the show is fun because like we don't talk about just policy right and, and the football people need some hot takes especially because you get out of the anti-sec guy and then you have the just alabama everything so at least you kind of have the combo and i will be wearing my alabama shirts on every podcast for the foreseeable future um so fall is here according to Starbucks, not according to the weather, because it was 101 degrees the other day. And I was on the phone with my grandma and we were just absolutely complaining about it, like two old broads when it was really just one old broad and me. And, uh, but Starbucks has declared it fall. I personally am not a fan of the seasonal drinks. I know, I know I'm not a basic girl. I don't like- You are basic. Maybe No, I am, but they take my basic card away in the fall because I don't like it. I do like the Christmas drinks. I love a peppermint mocha, but I do not like the fall drinks. They make me feel like I'm wearing a sweater on my insides and I don't like that. But apparently- I think a lot of people would like that, right? I know, but I don't like it. (laughs) 
I don't like it. It makes me sweaty. I don't like it. Anyway, a lot of people are talking about some Apple situation. Mark, you are now you're the basic girl on this podcast yeah. right now. Specifically in fall. But yes. yeah, I, so I think everyone like so the pumpkin spice latte came out. Um, and that's a big, I mean, that's the, and I love those. Those are good. But apparently there's something called an apple crisp macchi- macchiato. I don't know anything about it, but people, like I've seen so much on Facebook and Instagram, how much people love this. I don't even know what a macchiato is really, but I know I like apple. So like, I'm going to try it for sure. Isn't there like a caramel brulee latte that comes out too? Like, I like the caramel brulee when I can get behind that. Pumpkin spice. Yeah, well, that's super, yeah. Yeah, I can get behind the caramel one. The apple one, though, I've seen it too. And you're supposed to order it like upside down or something. Or yeah, they have a hot and ice version of it. So I think it depends which one you get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, it, and it's supposed to take like just like apple pie. Apparently, it's supposed to be just unbelievable. And I have to figure out a way to try it. Well, go get it. I mean, I know you're not doing. Like well, a yeah, I, I, I. Well, no, I, I, I know. I just, I mean, I have to actually go out of my house. Is what I'm saying because I, I try oh, to do that yeah. in the mornings, and it's hard. I but really I do want to try it. And the thing is, it's hard to. It's exciting because you're having these things you're like, oh man, it feels like fall. But then you're like, you go outside, you're like, I'm sweating in one second. It doesn't feel like fall outside. So it's hard. It's the same thing with Christmas drinks. Like I love them. And I'm like, oh, but I'm having this Christmas drink in September. Like I feel like it's 90 degrees out. It doesn't feel like Christmas. You're trying to put yourself in the spirit, but it's hard with the weather. It's 91 freaking degrees today. You're expecting- It's 9.30 a.m. It's not even, it's insane how early it is. <laughs> like, this is a disaster. You expect me to go out and enjoy a PSL when it's 91 degrees? No, maybe in November. I might go enjoy it in November, but by then it'll be Christmas drink season. I can't get my seasons right. Give me an iced caramel, whatever, latte. Just put it on ice. I can't do this warm scarf wearing Ugg boots-ish anymore. Um, but Mark will. I bet by this time next week mark will have had a pumpkin spice latte you're so basic uh i i like yeah we'll see see i, I think that if you have a cold drink it, it's better at the summer is there a cold pumpkin spice drink probably right i think you can put any of i think you can make any of them iced i, I feel sure you can yeah okay I, well i might try an ice one then and just be very classy Maybe we should do that next week. Maybe we should postmate some, yeah, Pinky's up. Maybe we should postmate <laughs> some lattes to us and do that next week and have an on-air tasting of the of The, oh, the new drinks, that sounds like a good idea. Also, Ron still owes us a challenge of eating a bunch of hot chicken. Let's not forget about that. That still has to happen at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's tease this a little bit because this is about to happen. Now, not us, because I would rather die than eat anything spicy. I cannot do it. But Mark... Um, Mark ran his mouth the other day and said that he's unafraid of hot chicken and Ron upped him and said he's unafraid of Hattie B's shut the cluck up. And so we have uh, we have a challenge that's about to go down with Mark and Ron eating some hot chicken on decaf. It's not a challenge. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I thought you were doing it too. No, no, just Ron. Because Ron said he could have, no, I, 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 I know I'll die. That's what I said. But I said I'd pay Ron like 20 bucks if he could have, or I'm not even 50 bucks if he could have like a full thing of the hottest thing from Hattie B's. And he's like, I can do it. And it's going to be super uncomfortable and he'll sweat so much, but it, it'll just be good television, right? We'll just do a chicken can. Mark and I will talk about all of our things and we'll just have another camera on Ron just eating the hot chicken. I'm upset. Yeah, I already don't like it. <laughs> 
I already don't like it. Yeah, well, I like I like yeah. the split screen of just you talking while Ron is just sweating profusely in the back on the bottom here. <laughs> like that actually would be really funny. I I kind of like the sound of this. Okay, yes. next week we will either have lattes or chicken. Stay tuned for some type of eating or drinking content content next week, and uh, we'll see you. Happy nine days till football season, and we'll see you soon. Not nine days, like dude, it starts Saturday. Two days. Yeah, I mean, okay. happy happy nine days until Crim- Crimson Tide. Until real football season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys.